Hey, thanks for downloading this week's podcast from Relevant Church. We are so thrilled and excited to see what God has planned for your life through this message. We know you're going to enjoy it. Sit back, relax. God bless. Somebody say, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> I know, you, I know, you got to say it. She, 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 she's helping you out. So y'all got to say it like how they, Lord, have mercy, you know. <laughs> Full house. Lord have mercy. Lord mercy. (laughs) So Matthew chapter 5 verse uh, 7 says, blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy. And uh, we've been dealing with this this idea of of the blessed life. And and the word blessed there can simply be reduced to happy are they. But also the, the way that I take it is that uh, happiness is something that can be so subjective to different people in that what makes you happy is not necessarily what makes me happy. And so uh, in the context of Scripture here, happiness is not what you say is happy, what makes you happy. Happiness is when you're standing within God's approval. When you're basking in his approval, that's the point of happiness right there. Um, story of two identical twins. These two twins grew up together, dressed alike, ate the same food, walked alike. Everything that they did, they did together. When their father passed away, he turned his, his business over to them. And so they now worked together. They did business together. One day, it was a very, very busy afternoon, and uh, one of the brothers didn't cash out the register, kind of left some money sitting on the, on the counter, just a few dollars, and he ran to the back. When he came back, the money was gone. So he went to his brother and said, brother, what happened to the money that was on the counter? And his brother said, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't see any money. And a few days just kind of, it kind of festered. How can this guy lie to me about a couple of dollars? I thought we were supposed to be brothers. And eventually that that small little issue that was over a few dollars turned into something that that completely brought a wedge between those two brothers that they stopped speaking to one another. Almost every argument came back to those two dollars that were missing from the counter. Eventually, their business became, their their partnership uh, dissolved simply because they just could not get past the few dollars that were missing from the counter. They built a literal wall between, in the middle of the, of the business, in the middle of the store, and opened up two different shops. Once upon a time, everyone in the town knew them as the two twins that were inseparable. And now there was this huge wall of division between, between them, all because of a few dollars. Twenty years pass, and a car pulls up in front of the store, and a man walks out. And goes to the first half of the store and says, have you always been in this place? How long have you been in business? They say, oh, we've been here for almost 25 years. Our father used to own the store. And then we took it over and eventually we split the store into two. And he said, well, I don't know how to tell you this, but 20 years ago, I was homeless. 
And, and, and one day I was, as I was out in the back just trying to scrounge up some, some garbage and some, something from the, from the dumpster, I noticed that there was money just sitting on the counter. And I was so hungry, I just snuck in there and I took the money. And it's weighed on me the last 20 years. And I wanted to come back and pay that money back and any damages. The brother just wept and wept and wept. The stranger was just like, okay, it's just a couple of dollars. I didn't know it had such a profound effect on you. After he got himself together, he said, you need to go next door with me and tell my brother what you just told me. So he goes next door and he he recites the same story and the same effect. That brother hears the story and, and he weeps and weeps because those couple of dollars that were left on the counter had been the the, the, the tipping point of a division that lasted 20 years. The text says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. I, I don't know what kind of grudge you're holding on to. I, every now and then I, I, I'm in the middle of someone's conflict and, and, and you know, you, you, you try to get their story and it's like, okay, what happened? Um, and, and, and so you, you, you did what because of, of that? And you ask the other person, like, well, you don't understand. It was not an ordinary uh, TV show that was already being DVR'd that they changed the channel on me on. And, and, and a small issue becomes trumped up into something huge that brings us to a point where people are warring with each other. I wonder how much damage has taken place in your own personal life simply because you are unwilling to release mercy to someone, unwilling to release love that that believes all, that covers all. These brothers had no mercy on each other. First thing I would say is this, is that mercy isn't for people who deserve it. Mercy is not for people who deserve it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be called mercy. It would be called merit. Mercy isn't for people who deserve it. It's for people who need it, who are so miserable, who are so jacked up, who have sinned against you so uh, heinously that that you you, you can't even contain it on the inside. That's the person that deserves mercy. The basic idea in the Greek when it says merciful there is that it's it's, uh, to... The idea of giving help to the wretched. Now, we don't use words like the wretched, you know. You, you wretched fool. or I mean, like, what does wretched really mean to you? When was the last time you had somebody say, oh, that person's so wretched, you know? So, so sometimes it's going to be hard to kind of like, you know, like grasp that. This is for the low down dirty, the grimy people. It's to relieve the miserable the, dis- the distinct difference between grace and mercy works out like this. Grace is shown to the undeserving, whereas mercy is compassion to the miserable. First thing, you can write this down if you're taking notes. The distinct difference between grace and mercy is that grace is shown to the undeserving, and mercy is compassion, or, or rather active compassion, to the miserable. So my first point is this, is that mercy is compassion in action. 
Mercy is not feeling compassionate about something. It's acting out of the feeling of compassion. Mercy is acting out of the feeling of compassion. When's the last time you saw something that was like, you know, somebody who got like, you know, we watch YouTube videos. I mean, I, I love watching YouTube because you see someone fall 30 million times and then you'll, you'll put it on your Facebook and then all your friends will play it and play it over again. It's kind of like a train wreck. There's a video that I saw this week of a car accident and I watched it at least 48 times, you know. And each time as I was laughing, I was a poor guy, <laughs> poor guy, you know. You're kind of, on the inside, you're just kind of like, you know, oh, poor guy. But, 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 but that feeling of, of feeling sorry for someone is not necessarily the same thing as, as mercy. It's just a feeling. That's all it is. The moment that you actually turn that feeling into an action that brings about change into someone, that's the moment that you've now entered out of feeling sorry for someone and entered into mercy. Expressing mercy. Don't ever imagine yourself to be a merciful person simply because you feel bad. Simply because you feel bad. Simply because you hear a news story and, 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 and it breaks your heart and you, you cry over it. And, 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 and so because those feelings, you know, take over you and, and overwhelm you, that does not necessarily mean that you are now a merciful person. A merciful person is, is a person who says, that is an issue. That person is in trouble. They cannot get themselves out of that trouble. I am going to do something to help them out, to extend mercy. Mercy is compassion in action. In the 19th century, there's a story of a, of a, um, uh, a man who, who, uh, who had his horse die on him accidentally. And so it happened in the, in the town square. And um, the, 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 the people who are kind of passing by kind of looked at what happened, and they said, man, I'm so sorry. I, I feel bad for you. And one of the men who observed this looked at the person who was, who was expressing themselves as, as, being feeling, as feeling sorry for the poor guy who, uh, who lost his horse and, and, and said, well, I'm sorry, $5. How much sorry are you? That was the moment where it went from compassion to, to mercy. How sorry do you become? Last week we had the guys from Thrive, J- Jeremy and, and Jennifer Krause. They, they are in uh, Pattaya, Thailand, if you missed out in the, in the Sunday morning service. And uh, they, they go out there and they, they've opened up a rescue home uh, that is uh, for uh, children under the age of 18 that are being sexually trafficked. Pattaya is the world's capital for child sex trafficking. And, and you hear the stories about what, they're, what they see out there. And most of the stories that they've shared with me, they, they won't share in front of, in, in a public setting simply because it's just too, it's too much. It's too horrific to understand that, that these things are happening to five-year-olds, ten-year-olds, and it's just it's horrifying. And, and we, we hear those stories. We, we see the different commercials on TV, and, and we may feel bad. We may feel sorry, but what we're actually actively expressing is that we don't care when we don't do anything about it. Mercy begins when we say, there is an injustice. We are going to do something about it. And do you want me to give you an, uh, a, uh, an impetus for why you should do something? 
You ready for it? This is going to be so profound. You're going to want to just like write it on your arm or something. Three words. Because we can. We can extend mercy simply because we can. Every one of us has have the power and the ability to express and to actively show compassion to someone, not because we are rich, because we come from this neighborhood or, or whatever, from whatever background you may be coming from. The simple reason why we can express and actively show mercy and, and compassion to someone is because we can. Second thing about mercy is that mercy is forgiving. So mercy is, first of all, Uh, compassion in action, and number two, mercy is forgiving. Yeah, some of you are looking at me like, oh man, I I, I was hoping you didn't use that F word today. (laughs) Joseph, remember the story of Joseph in the Old Testament? Joseph is one of the younger brothers. He's the second to last. He's loved by his father, his father gives him a coat of many colors, and, and his brothers, his older brothers, all hate him for, for it. They hate the fact that their father, favor, father favors Joseph. And, and so one day when Joseph is going to check on his brothers, uh, they, they grab him and they throw him in a pit. They, 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 they abuse him, and they're willing to kill him. They come to the point of almost killing him, but then they see that, wait, we can sell him into slavery and, and earn a buck or two. So he's sold into slavery. While he's in slavery, in Potiphar's house, things get worse for him. You remember the story? Potiphar's wife, Hotifer, that was her name. It's not in the Bible. It's in, it's in my brain. It was Potiphar and Hotifer. And so he gets thrown into prison. And so here's this life of, of, of 10 years, however many years that passed by of this young man's life. His youth has been robbed from him. Now, here's the thing about it. Some of you may have a setback that sets you back three months, and you carry that with you for years. Something that happens to you for, for maybe that will affect your life for, for a few years, and, and, and you carry it with you, and it becomes your, your, your badge of honor, the grudge that you, you cling on to that becomes a part of your identity. Joseph is sold into slavery by his own brothers Imagine the amount of betrayal he felt. Stripped from his family, sent to a distant land, a place where they speak a different language, as a slave. And as a slave, he goes even lower. He goes into the king's dungeon. Forgotten. Bypassed. But the way that God has it work, Joseph now becomes the premier leader in in Egypt. And here comes the dirty dozen. His very own brothers come, and, 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 they, and he recognizes them, but they don't recognize him. If it was Jonathan Belima, it would have been a field day. My God. I'd have asked for everyone to pull out their iPhone cameras and take video because it's about to go down right now. Payback is a grandmother. It doesn't make sense because I couldn't say the other word. <laughs> payback 
That's what would have taken place. It would have been like, my God, let's, let's, let's script this because this is the greatest revenge story you're about to see. First thing you see Joseph doing is in Genesis chapter 50 or 48, somewhere there, you can go read it at home tonight, is that he weeps. He moves to the next room and he weeps uncontrollably. He is grieved in his soul and he weeps over his brothers. That was compassion. That was compassion at that point. The moment he moved into mercy was the moment where Joseph said, I will help you even though it doesn't benefit me, even though you betrayed me, even though you sold me into slavery, even though you have forgotten about me, even though you've built up, you've constructed a, a, a construct of lies in order to cover up what you did to me, even though my name has been slandered by you, I am going to move out of my compassion and into mercy, and I'm going to rescue you, you pitiful fools. Joseph moved from compassion into mercy at that point. Which tells me that everything, everyone say everything, everything can be forgiven. Everything can be forgiven. I don't know what they did to you. but it can be forgiven. Everything can be forgiven. The merciful person can forgive because he remembers that God has forgiven him. That the moment you, 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 you pause and say, I understand that the only reason why you've sinned against me is because you are a sinner just like I'm a sinner and I've been forgiven by God and if God can forgive me, I can take the forgiveness that God has extended towards me and actively apply it to your life. I don't have to forget what you did because I'm not God. Only God remembers your sins no more. But I will forgive. I can still hold you responsible Forgiveness is not, is not abdicating uh, responsibility. It's, it's still holding the person responsible but saying, you know what? I forgive you. Third thing on mercy, final thing, is that mercy is a response to God's mercy. Mercy is a response to God's mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be, what does it say? For they shall receive mercy. You, you remember uh, Jeff Foxworthy? He, he, he has a yeah, fifth grade guy and, and the redneck jokes, you know. You might be a redneck if you have more than three baby mamas and you don't know if you're, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and All right. <laughs> You might be a redneck if. You might not be a Christian if you can't forgive. If you're still holding on to something, you might not be a Christian. And I love you enough and I respect you enough to tell you the truth. Here's, here's where we sometimes get 
mixed up in this whole thing. And, and this is really where the world's religion makes more sense sometimes than, than God's religion, uh, which is really relationship, is that you, you, you may some, at some point run into an individual who does a lot of good works because they feel as if if they do all these good works, if they do all these acts of compassion towards other people, then somehow there'll be a, a, enough in the, in the cookie jar of, of acts of compassion that God will say, you were good so many times to so many people, surely I could be good to you. The gospel tells us that we are forgiven. God has gr- given us mercy, not because of what we've done. We simply respond to his mercy. And so therefore, because we are responding to his mercy, we can now re- give that same response to other people because of the response ga- God gave to us. Amen? Showing mercy is evidence that you have received mercy. Our act of compassion to the least of these is us understanding that we once were the least of these. No matter what station of life you were in, when God looked at us, he knew that we were broken. He knew that we were uh, messed up. We were jacked up, busted, and disgusted. But yet, he poured out his mercy on us. It is also understanding that I can forgive and I can release someone else's debt against me because I've been released of a a big debt myself. This is probably the test that evangelicals have uh, least enjoyed. When it comes to, to, to mercy... I've heard it said that um, if every Christian would simply do a small incremental amount of, of, uh, of compassion ministry, we probably could end um, uh, the, 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 the crisis of, of uh, orphans throughout the world. If, if every church had one couple, Every Christian church had just one couple in each church that would adopt one child. There would be no more orphans. Sometimes we don't release that type of mercy. No, I take that back. Most of the time, 97% of the time, we don't release that type of mercy. Showing mercy is evidence that we have received mercy. The the second test is how we forgive. If we refuse to be merciful, there's only one reason. And it isn't the situation that they put you through. If we're unable to give mercy, there's only one reason. We don't understand the measure of God's kindness towards us. And, and somehow we are still looking at ourselves and, and saying to ourselves, well, I'm, I'm a good person. God deserves me. I add value to God's kingdom because of my wit. In Matthew 18, Jesus is hanging out with his disciples. I think they just got back from from getting some chicken from Popeye's or something. 
And as they're wrapping up their, their, uh, their meal, uh, one of the disciples asks Jesus, like, you know, how many times must I forgive my, my brothers who sins against me? Because in, in their tradition, there was a, a, a certain number of how many times you could, you were, it was allowable for you to forgive somebody. You know, three was reasonable. If they sinned against you three times, okay, forgive them. But, you know, fourth, fourth time, you know what? It's no longer reasonable. And Jesus responded by giving them this number. He says, 70 times 7. And when, when I studied that a few months ago, I, I realized when Jesus was speaking of 70 times 7, in the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis, there's a, there's a passage of, of the, the, uh, how, how much God was going to uh, have vengeance on somebody. And it was 7 times 70 times of, of God's vengeance was going to go against the, the, uh, the people in the line of, of, of Cain or something like that. You, you have to spot check me later on, and I'll, I'll give you the exact text. And so Jesus, when he says 70 times 7, the, the disciples are understanding that the level of, of forgiveness is the utmost level of forgiveness. It is an immeasurable amount of how many times you're supposed to forgive someone. Keep on doing it. Do it in the morning before you even start your day. Just forgive them. And then he tells a parable because you know why Jesus told par- parables, right? It's because we don't get the, just the, the facts and the meats of, 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 uh, of, his, of his message sometimes. And so Jesus has to do what, what you do for little five-year-olds. Okay, Peter, sit down. I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> there once was a man, <laughs> long time ago. It tells him this story of a man who, who owed a great debt to a king, and, and the king forgives him of a debt that he could never repay. And as the man is walking away from, from being forgiven, from being, being exonerated of, of all his debt, he sees someone who owes him something like 30, 30 bucks. And he strangles him, saying, I need my money today. And has the man thrown in prison? Well, eventually news reaches up to the king who says, what? That guy who I forgave? So much could not forgive so little. Go to Matthew 18, you get the rest of the story. Only reason why, why we, we don't forgive is because sometimes we don't understand to what measure God has forgiven us. Corey Ten Boone was um, a survivor of, of, of the Holocaust. And uh, she tells a story of, of being in a church in, in Germany and as she's at this church service, she recognizes someone who was at the concentration camp where she lost most of her family, one of the, the guards. And she sees this man in worship, worshiping God, and she is gripped with anger. At the end of the service, the man approaches her. He doesn't recognize her, but she recognizes him. That's generally what happens whenever you have a grudge against somebody they don't recognize the grudge you're holding against them. And so they're living life just fine. And you're the one who's trapped. And so this man extends his hand to shake Corey Ten Boom's hand. And Corey could not do anything. He says she froze. 
And right then and there, she prayed. She prayed this prayer. She said, she said, Jesus, I cannot forgive him. Give me your forgiveness. I cannot forgive this person. I need your forgiveness. And at that moment, she reached over, and she says the moment that her hands touched, she felt an energy pass through her body that released her of all that she was holding on to. You can forgive. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. You can forgive by God's grace. You must forgive. This is what proves the authenticity of your Christianity. Are you merciful? Are you moving from compassion to mercy by actively living out your compassion? Are you forgiving? Or do you hold on to grudges as your badge of honor, as your treasured possession? I see it all the time. People who are holding on to when I get even. Wait till I get even. Wait till I make them suffer a little bit of what I've suffered. Wait till I make them pay for what they did to me. And here's the thing about it. Mercy, as I said earlier, is never for the deserving. It's for the undeserving. We seek justice for the wrongs that have been done against us. And the thing about justice and and injustice is is that mercy does not equal justice. But mercy does not also equal injustice. It is non justice. You get that? It is non-justice. And it is the very thing that God did in his grace and his mercy towards us in that the Bible tells us very clearly all throughout Scripture that the wages of sin is death. How many of you feel as if you deserve to be forgiven by God? How many of you would say that that God is required to forgive us, to rescue us, to have compassion towards us? It's not in the word. So what he does is that he, being a just God, affects mercy on on us. And he saves us and he forgives us. By taking the brunt of our sin, the, the, the sting of our, of our sin and the consequences of our sin upon himself and going to the cross and dying for us. The greatest act of compassion. He didn't sit in heaven and just think about it and imagine about it and cry about it. He sacrificed his son. He gave of himself. And it cost him. It cost him his son. As you think about being merciful, being compassionate, forgiving, the only way that you can actually live it out is by looking at the person who's wronged you, the person who's, who's miserable, 
through the lenses of the gospel and how God looked at you. And when you put that in, 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 your, in your situation, it is easier to release the power of forgiveness in your life. Let us pray. For more information, visit Relevant316.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We hope you have a wonderful day and God bless.